Hello, you guys. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Instinct. Happy Wednesday, you guys, or whatever day you are listening to this on. I hope you all are having a fantastic, fantastic week and a fantastic beginning of June. We're really into summer now. It's crazy. If you are new here and have never heard my podcast before, hi, my name is Savannah and I am your host of Killer Instinct. Before we get started, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly here every single Wednesday and you are not going to want to miss it. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, I would love if you could leave a rating I always love hearing you guys' thoughts on the cases and just the podcast in general to hear how we can improve. Now, as you guys can tell by the title of today's episode, today we are talking about the absolutely tragic case of Tristan Bailey. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard of this case in the news recently as it has been absolutely everywhere. And if you haven't heard of it yet, this is an absolutely heartbreaking case. Now, something to be said about this case is you're going to want to know more here once we finally get to the end. You're going to want to know the motive. You're going to want to know why, and you're going to want to know, like I said, just more. But unfortunately, we just don't have that right now. This case has new developments that are coming out every day, which is also why I kind of held off on making a episode on this case because there really isn't that much information out there on it. But I wanted to cover this case because I don't think I've ever been tagged in as many posts about a case as I have with this one. You guys have flooded my inbox on every social platform about Tristan Bailey's case and for good reason because it is a wild, wild ride. So with that being said, let's jump right on into it today. Tristan Bailey was a 13-year-old girl living in Jacksonville, Florida. Tristan was one of five siblings to her parents, Forrest Bailey and Stacy Bailey. It was very clear when doing my research on Tristan that she was absolutely adored by so many people. Tristan's sister described her as being someone that always made her presence known. She had a contagious laugh and a beautiful, beautiful smile. And Tristan is known as a firecracker. She was incredibly passionate about her cheerleading team. And there was something that she said in regards to cheer that always stuck with everyone that knew her. And that saying was, that's my squad. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us because we're family. And every time I read that or see that, I literally get the chills. I just did it again because it is a very, very clear testament to how Tristan views her close circle. Tristan was known as being very fiery and very passionate. Her mother describes it as her always wanting to be the center of attention. She always wanted to be front and center on everything. And along with that, Tristan was very passionate about achieving whatever goal she ever set her mind to. If Tristan wanted to do something, she would do everything in her power to make sure she got it done. Tristan always was willing to give 100% to any goal that she had, and Tristan was only in seventh grade, attending Patriot Oaks Academy, which is located in St. John's, Florida. Now, Tristan went missing on the early morning hours of May 9th, 2021. So we're talking just 
just a little over a month ago by this point. The last time Tristan's family remembers seeing her was just at midnight on the early morning hours of May 9th again. And when they woke up that following morning, Tristan was nowhere to be found. She wasn't in her bedroom. She wasn't in her bed. She was nowhere in the house. And after frantically, frantically searching, Tristan's family decided to call 911 to report Tristan as a missing person at about 10 a.m. on May 9th. And just for the record, May 9th was a Sunday, so it wasn't like Tristan had to go to school or had any sort of obligation that morning. She simply just vanished. Now, the St. John's County Sheriff's Office immediately jumped on Tristan's case and posted a Facebook post just an hour after she was reported missing, asking if anyone had any information regarding Tristan's disappearance to come forward. However, in terms of effectiveness of this Facebook post, there was no one that came forward regarding Tristan's disappearance. However, this did get a lot of media exposure on Tristan's case. Now, along with that, authorities also started searching all throughout the surrounding areas. They searched all throughout the area surrounding Tristan's home. They went to her school and searched around there. They really just tried to hone in on the places that Tristan may have possibly gone to, places that she was really familiar with, and started searching around those areas. And once the community heard that Tristan was missing, you got to remember, this is a 13-year-old girl that goes missing. In a community as tight-knit as Tristan's, when they heard that a 13-year-old girl went missing, everyone came out to start searching. By 4 p.m. on May 9th, the community really gathered together and started doing their own search. However, unfortunately, this led to nothing as well. And again, no one knew how this happened. Tristan was in her house at one moment, and then the next moment, she wasn't. She didn't tell anyone where she was going. None of her siblings or her friends knew that she was planning on leaving the house that night, and no one knew where she possibly could have gone if she left. And it was very quick, very clear that this also was not the case of a runaway. Tristan had no reason to run away. She was such a happy girl. She loved her cheer squad. She loved her friends. She loved her family. She was not going to run away. And unlike other cases that we've seen in the past, the police actually did not treat this as a runaway case at all all. We've seen a lot of cases where police have been quick to jump saying that this was a runaway. However, that was not even a consideration in Tristan's case. Now, on May 9th, the same day that she was reported missing at about 6 o'clock p.m., there was a man who went out to do his own search. He had heard about the case and decided to go out and search for himself, and he decided to walk through a small wooded area east of a cul-de-sac near his house on Saddlestone Drive. And when he started walking through this wooded area, he stumbled across a body. Now, this body had been absolutely mutilated, and when he discovered it, he immediately called 911, and when authorities arrived on the scene, they were able to confirm that this was, in fact, the body of 13-year-old Tristan Bailey. After an autopsy was conducted, the medical examiner concluded that Tristan Tristan's cause of death was stabbing by homicide. Tristan Bailey had been stabbed a total of 114 times. Let me say that again. 114 times Tristan was stabbed. And the medical examiner concluded that 49 of those stab wounds were on her hands, her arms, and her head, indicating that they were defensive wounds. So Tristan was trying to defend herself 
for 49 of those stabs out of the 114. This attack was so vicious that the medical examiner actually ended up finding a piece of the knife that was assumed to be the murder weapon inside Tristan's head. Now, obviously at this point, once the media got word that Tristan's body had been discovered and the state and condition that it was found in, everyone went to full-on panic mode because who is possibly capable of stabbing a 13-year-old girl 114 times? It's unheard of. And so obviously it drove everyone in to panic mode. And stabbing someone 114 times is a 100% a crime of passion. Typically, when someone's cause of death is by a stab wound, stabbing someone is a lot more personal than, let's say, shooting someone. There has to be a lot of anger behind stabbing someone, which we have talked about here many, many times, but 114 times. That is again, unheard of. Now, at this point, authorities were trying to do everything that they could to track down who could have done this to Tristan. And one of the first things that they decided to do was they decided to send a dive team down into the pond right where Tristan's body was discovered. Now, the dive team actually found a knife that was believed to be the murder weapon in the pond. So now they had the potential murder weapon. And along with that, they were doing everything else that they could to search through the surrounding areas to see if they could pick up any other pieces of evidence. And this is where they kind of hit the jackpot because when they were doing this, they decided to look at security camera footage. Now, near where Tristan's body was discovered, there was a rec center essentially. And this rec center had security camera footage. Now, it wasn't the inside of the rec center, it was the outside and it was pointing towards the street. And when authorities went through and looked at the security camera footage, they discovered that at 1.45 a.m. on May 9th, there were two teenagers walking. Now, these two teenagers were walking east on Saddlestone Drive, which is right where Tristan's body was discovered, and one of the teenagers in the video matched Tristan's description perfectly, leading police to believe that that, in fact, was Tristan in her very final moments of living. Now, again, that was at 1.45 a.m., and then at 3.27 a.m., so just a couple hours later, only one of the teenagers is seen walking back, and it was not Tristan. Tristan was nowhere to be found. However, the person that she was walking with before is now walking back by themselves, holding a pair of shoes in their hand. And after doing some digging and doing some searching, it did not take long for authorities to figure out that the other person in the video with Tristan is 14-year-old Aiden Fucci. Okay, we're going to take a short break, but we will be right back with more of the Killer Instinct podcast. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems a little counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's Instant Alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in a place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments Apartments.com's instant alerts mean that you can spend less time looking for the perfect place and more time on just doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. All right, you guys, welcome back. 
Now, who is Aiden Fucci, you might be asking? Like I said, Aiden is a 14-year-old boy who also attended Patriot Oaks Academy with Tristan, and the two of them grew up in the same neighborhood, so they were definitely familiar with each other, regardless of what their actual relationship was. Because according to authorities, they don't really know what their relationship was. I'm sure that they know a little bit more than they're letting on. However, they said over the course of this investigation, they've been trying to evaluate on what their real relationship looked like. Now, on May 10th, so just the day after Tristan's body was discovered and the same day that she was reported missing, authorities went to Aiden's house to ask him some questions. And this is where the infamous Snapchat picture comes into play. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, while Aiden was in the back of the police car, mind you, he was not arrested at this point, which is why he was uncuffed and had his phone, he ended up taking a Snapchat picture on his phone and captioned it, hey guys, has anybody seen Tristan lately, which I have some definite things to say about that Snapchat picture, which we will get into at the end. However, when authorities spoke with Aiden, they said that his story changed multiple times. At first, he told authorities that he was with Tristan and the two of them were talking, but they got in a fight. And so he ended up pushing her and she hit her head. However, never confessed to ever actually injuring her or killing her. But then he would go back on that and say that they didn't get in a fight and then he would say that he didn't see Tristan at all. So it was all very confusing and he had been consistently changing his story. Now along with that, just to incriminate him even more and to further prove that it was him in the surveillance footage, authorities found the clothes that Aiden was wearing in his bedroom when they searched his house, which just further indicates that it was in fact him who was with Tristan when she went missing. Now when authorities got the search warrant for the house and found the pants, they actually tested those pants and and those pants tested positive when they were sent off to the forensics lab for having blood on them. And not only that, when they searched his house, the bathroom sink also came back positive for having the presence of blood. Now let's talk about the reason as to why the sink had blood in it. And this all comes back to Aiden's mother, 35-year-old Crystal Smith. Now Aiden's mother actually went into his room, grabbed the pair of jeans that he was seen wearing on the surveillance footage that had blood on them and washed them in the sink. Now you might be asking, how do we know this? And we know this because she actually confessed to it. This past Saturday, the 5th of June, Crystal Smith confessed to authorities about washing the blood-soaked pants. Now, what we know is that after authorities initially went and spoke with Aiden and took him away in that police car, which is where the Snapchat picture happened, Aiden's mother went into his bedroom, found the pants, and washed them herself in the bathroom sink. And then after that, she folded the pants and put them back where they originally were, trying to indicate that there was nothing suspicious going on. Now, Crystal has actually been charged for tampering with evidence for this. However, she was released on a $25,000 bond less than two hours after she was booked. Now, here is another mind-blowing factor in this case, because according to some people that knew Aiden at school, according to some of his friends, Aiden had actually told them several days 
days prior to this murder that he wanted to kill someone. He said that he was planning on murdering someone. However, he never stated to his friends who this actually was. However, he did say that he was going to take someone in the woods and stab them, which essentially is exactly what happened here. Now, do we know a thousand percent whether or not Aiden had already made up his mind that that person and that victim was going to be Tristan? We don't know that yet. And I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about his friends. Because when you're in that situation, I think it is a little difficult to determine whether or not someone is being serious or kidding. And while this is not a joking matter whatsoever, and even joking about taking someone into the woods and killing them is not funny, if one of your friends were to say that, would you report them? Would you tell someone? I mean, obviously, I'm sure that they wish they did now. However, of course, it is too late. However, because Aiden told his friends that this was his plan, it completely makes this premeditated. He had been planning this for a while now, at least a couple days. Now, initially, Aiden was charged as a juvenile for second-degree murder. He appeared in court for the first time on May 11th, 2021 via Zoom for a detention hearing, where the circuit judge ordered that he was going to be in the custody of the Department of Juvenile Justice for the next 21 years days. However, this all changed on May 27th because a grand jury actually decided to up his charge to first degree premeditated murder, which I think was 100% the right decision. And in giving someone a charge like that, you're automatically trying them as an adult. So even though Aiden is 14 years old, he is going to be tried as an adult in this. And if he is found guilty, then he will most likely spend the rest of his life in prison. Now again, What's so frustrating about this case is that it all leads back to why. Why did Aiden do this? Obviously, there would be no reasonable explanation whatsoever, but what was his motive? Did he just want to kill someone and Tristan just happened to be that person? Or was there actually some sort of motive that he had to murder Tristan? And again, what was their relationship like? Obviously, they went to the same school together. They grew up in the same neighborhood. But did Tristan maybe reject Aiden? Was there something that happened where they got into a fight and Aiden lashed out at Tristan? What did Aiden tell Tristan to get her out of the house that night? And again, when Aiden spoke to his friends, he said he wanted to kill someone. So was it always Tristan? Now, again, I think authorities and law enforcement do have a lot more information than they are releasing. And I think that that is a good thing. And I think that that is to benefit the integrity of this trial. Now, Aiden has pled not guilty to first-degree murder. However, there is a lot, a lot of incriminating evidence against him, and I think it's going to be really, really difficult for a defense attorney to prove that Aiden is not guilty in this. And I think as the trial unfolds, a lot of our questions as viewers of this case are going to be answered because a lot more information is going to be released. And as of right now, there is a pre-trial date set at July 28th, so just next month. And after that, I think we will have more information that unfolds about how this is all going to go down. Now, authorities and the prosecution believe that their case against Aiden is incredibly, incredibly strong. Not only is Aiden the last known person to be seen with Tristan, the murder weapon, which was the knife, was 
was found in the pond that was right near Aiden's house. Where Tristan's body was discovered was only 0.3 miles from where Aiden lives. And along with that, the blood-soaked jeans and the blood in his sink, and him saying that he wanted to murder someone by stabbing them and bringing them into the woods. And not only that, that Snapchat picture is incredibly incriminating. Authorities believe that that Snapchat picture was posted as a more condescending, narcissistic post. Aiden wanted everyone to know what was going on. He sent it in the back of a police car and he knew exactly what had happened to Tristan. He knew exactly where Tristan was. And in authorities' minds, he wanted to show off what he had done. It'll be interesting to see where Crystal Smith, his mother being charged with tampering of evidence, will play into her son's not guilty plea because she literally confessed to washing blood out of his pants. The same pants that he was seen wearing while he was walking with Tristan in her last several hours of life. Now, what I want to hear from you guys, along with any other comments that you may have, is do you believe that a 14-year-old should get life in prison? I know we have discussed this before. I know we've talked about it in the Maddie Clifton case, and I know you guys had some differing opinions. Now, if you would like to see, if you would like to hear, my bad, my opinion, if someone is capable of stabbing someone 114 times, that is an unheard of amount. And personally, I don't believe that that person should ever be in public again. If someone at 14 years old is capable of stabbing someone 114 times, it just makes me wonder when they get released, if let's say that's 20 years, 30 years, something like that, 10 years even, if they get released, what are they going to be capable of then when they have access to more as an adult? So personally, I think Aiden Fucci should be in prison for the rest of his life. I don't think he deserves any sort of accommodation here, but I would love to hear what you guys have to say about it. But with that being said, you guys, that is all for me today on this one. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Killer Instinct. Like I said, if you're new here, hi, my name's Savannah. I'm your host of Killer Instinct. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly here every single Wednesday and you're not going to want to miss it. You can also follow us on Instagram, which is just at Killer Instinct Podcast, or you can email me at killerinstinctpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's just killerinstinctpodcast at gmail.com for any case requests, suggestions, comments, questions, things like that. I'll be back next week with a brand new case for you guys. And until then, stay safe. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.